drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Season 2, Episode 16, Chapter 29, Primary Colors. In the aftermath of Hiram's newly announced plans for Riverdale, Jughead resorts to drastic measures to voice his opposition. Okay, this episode be cray. About fucking time. This, I mean, it's fun cray. It's, it's, it's great. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoyed this three-episode run so far. I enjoyed the first one. I was pretty mad on the second one. And this one, I was like, we're back. We're finally back. Yeah, there's a little more payoff for you this episode. You you had a problem with last episode. There was so much tension and no payoff. We had shit happen. I don't we even do. need payoff. I just need shit to happen on screen. We definitely had some shit happen. Let's recap the recap. Okay. Uncle Claudius is here. He wants revenge. Cheryl's under threat. Southside High got shut down. Jughead caught a trail. Hiram wants to make a prison. Fred's not having it. Archie takes a blood oath and Betty caught Chick. What? One sheet of paper. That's all it took to confirm everything Betty had feared, that she had let a dangerous stranger into her house. Uh, so we're seeing Betty yell at Chick. Uh, it picks up right where we left off last episode. Um, she's saying, you know, that's why you didn't want to take the DNS, DNA test, you know, because you knew what the results were going to say. You know Blossom Blood. And Chick's like, I, I don't even know them. And Betty's trying to explain that, you know, Blossom, Blossom Blood is Cooper Blood. Like, dad was a blossom, which means you would have had to test positively for blossom DNA, but you didn't because you're an imposter. Mom! <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Alice is like, nobody listen. The truth is, DNA, Chick's DNA doesn't match because Hal isn't his father. Fucking thank the Lord they just finally confirmed this shit. 29 episodes of this stupid series. Okay, well, we didn't know she had a brother for 29 episodes. No, but we knew Long pretty Long enough. Long enough to know. And, and okay, Alice is like, I am your mother. You understand me? Um, and, and <laughs> Betty's like, wait, wait. So who's who's his dad? Who is it? Come on. And Alice is like, um, whoever it is, it, he's not going to be a part of our lives. Oh, he's, she puts a smack down on that. She he is ex- not going to be a part of our lives. She knows exactly who the dad is. It's not FP. No, I think it is, but she's liar, liar, pants, and liar. Oh, no, I'm convinced. Uh, why? The temperament is too different from FP and Alice. Alice is highly emotional, but mm-hmm. not nearly as sociopathically manipulative. Alice has too many feelings that get in the way of her being able to constantly constantly manipulate people. She's honed a reporter's craft over time. Don't get me wrong. Okay. And FP is that sort of chaotic good type figure. He's a he's a mischievous dude. Okay, but we seriously don't know anything about Chick. Like we still know nothing of him. I know. And I think there's a line that comes later mm-hmm. that's be- where the way that Alice reacts to it, I'm pretty much convinced there's a third person out here. It's it's gotta be FP. 
it, it honestly, if it's not FP, everything else they've been doing is for nothing. Alice reassures that, you know, he's going to be my son and we're just not going to talk about the father because that's just going to open wounds that have healed many times over. And she embraces Chick and Chick gives his super creepy face to Betty. And Betty's like, what the fuck? What the the fuck? At first when I saw it, I didn't think he smirked. I thought he instead made threat eyes instead of smirk eyes. But then I saw again, nah, there's still that creepy smile there. See, I think Chick has always known that Hal wasn't his dad. Oh, yeah. Like, he's always known that. He knew from the so, second like, he met Hal. And, and he was, I, 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 I'm certain that there was some conversation that Alice had with Chick that we're never going to see, which is fine, where she's just like, Hal's not your dad, and that's why he hates you, and the girls don't know, so don't tell him. Uh-huh. And, and Chick was like, all right, cool, lie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. That's what I do every day. Mm-hmm. Now we're over at the Pembroke, and Hal, blah. Fuck off, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> is interviewing Hermione and Kevin and Veronica are there watching and Hal's like you know for our register readers which okay he's talking to his boss basically at this point because the lodges bought the register oh it's a giant puff piece oh yeah and Hal knows it why would you Hermione Lodge run for mayor Riverdale and Hermione's just like you know every year our population decreases and more and more businesses close and we're at a deficit and we need to change that and uh, Lodge Industries has secured a bid for a maximum security prison on the south side. And that means jobs and economic growth and stability. It'll give Riverdale its future back. And Hal's like, okay, so you know I have to ask. You're building a prison on the bones of a school. Are you okay with that? And Hermione uh, kind of gives us what her spit, what their spin is. Oh, it's a quarter of the earnings are going to go back into education. Everything from the prison's going to go into it. They're going to build a new wing of Riverdale High. All right. And, uh, which, you know, is not a bad plan. It's like, okay, we lost a school, so we're going to make the other school that most of the kids went to bigger and better. Okay. Uh, if you take away the prison aspect, business-wise, that makes sense. But then you put, oh, we're going to put a prison where school was. It's fucked up. Just the whole profit prison thing is fucked up to begin with. Well, it's 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 entirely screwed up. And it's screwed up. No matter which way you slice it, that you should just pay for education regardless. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You, just, you just do that and you don't just, worry about the other shit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Gee, what a novel idea. And Hal, Hal turns to Veronica and says, are you going to follow in your mother's footsteps and run for student body president in the <sighs> upcoming election? Hal has become the exposition whisperer. At least in this episode. That is literally his only function in this fucking show anymore, mm-hmm. is just to say... And here is the next part of the plot device you should know. Yeah, it's a it's a teenage centric television show. There's usually a lot of exposition. He's an as you know, Bob. <laughs> He's a walking, talking exposition machine. I'm okay with that. For it's okay. I, I'm I'm just glad it's not the same character every time. Uh, Veronica says that she might be running, but she, if she doesn't have her hands full campaigning for her mom, and I'm excited to show Riverdale that she's more than just a housewife. And speaking of housewives, we have a very special guest, Mr. Cohen. What brings you to Riverdale? This is the worst cameo I've ever seen in my life. I knew it was going to be bad from the second they said it was going to happen. I knew it would be cheesy, and I'm fine with that. I can deal with the cheesy cameo. Hello, we have Molly Ringwald. That's kind of cheesy, but it makes sense. Andy Cohen is so awkwardly introduced. It would have made 
so much more sense if they were having a campaign event and he was there. That's what I figured it would be. But for him to actually show up to do a newspaper interview is the dumbest thing (laughs) ever. They should have put him on the phone and then had him actually appear at an event. Oh, it should have been that. Or we should have only seen something on YouTube where uh, he was... Uh, you know, talking to Hermione and saying how how much he loves her and how much he supports her her bid for mayor of this town in Riverdale. Like, that would have made sense for who Andy Cohen is. If you don't know who Andy Cohen is, he is the owner of Bravo. Like, he is in charge of all of the programming for Bravo. So he's the reason that Housewives exists. He produces all the top chefs. Like, he's the dude. He's the reason I want to break my television. I love <laughs> I don't really care for Watch What Happens Live, but it's kind of funny. I secretly... And I like I really like saying mazel. <laughs> so, Amy Cohen is just like, I want to endorse my great friend, Hermione Lodge. She's a very sav- savvy businesswoman. She's always three steps ahead of everyone around her. She's a fighter. She doesn't give her up. I'd love to have her in my corner. And I really like when he said she's always three steps ahead of everyone around her. I feel like that's an audience red flag. Hey, hey, everybody. Hermione is working against Hiram. Like, this has been, like, my personal thought is that she's playing Hiram through all of this. And I feel like that's just like, hey, audience, we want you to start thinking about this, that she's ahead of everybody. Yeah, but we all missed it. And you know why? Why? Because it's Andy Cohen and he sucks? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Kev- and you know what? Now that I realize, too, you uh-huh. know what else is so bothersome by this? What? It shouldn't have been Andy Cohen. Why? It should have been some name uh, very similar to Andy Cohen and Andy Cohen playing it, but not actually Andy Cohen because that's what everything else is in this universe. But all true, of a sudden- I, I would have been funny if he's like, oh, it's Andrew Cohen. Even just that would have been funny. With some take on watch what happens. I mean- yeah. They 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 completely threw off the universe by throwing this actual real life thing into the middle of it. Yeah, they're not always as consistent as they could be. And promoing it way too fucking hard. They probably got distracted by doing all that Love Simon like real promo crap. It's the CW. My my the standards are low. Oh well, but now comes our justification for having Andy Cohen there. So Kevin's there, and Veronica's just like Kevin just died and went to Clubhouse Heaven. Andy Cohen calls his set the clubhouse. So uh-huh. that's that's what that is, which I love. Kevin's um, taking selfies with Andy Cohen. This campaign isn't going to be easy. Yeah. So while Kevin's over there, Veronica's saying, you know, hey, thanks, mom, for letting me invite Kevin. And she's like, it's great, but this isn't going to be easy. And uh, especially since we had to lead with your father's plans for the prison Certain people and some people at school are going to see us as the enemy. So after the celebrity endorsement, heads down, let the storm pass, okay? Color me a wallflower. (laughs) No. Fred's got his squinty eyes going on at the paper. We're at the Andrews house and uh, Archie's just coming in as dad's like, Dad, I know you think a prison is a bad idea for Riverdale, but Mr. and Mrs. Lodge have really thought this through. A prison would rip the soul out of this town. I'm severing all ties with Sodale and Lodge Industries. They're going to let you do that? I'm not asking permission. And if they try, they're going to have a hell of a fight on their hands. And Archie's just kind of like, huh? 
what, uh, whatever, and he walks away. Hey, guess what? We're back to big dumb Archie. <laughs> a little bit, but I, I, I don't think he's as big dumb as you, as he's playing. Oh no! Well, he's also big stuck Archie. Nope. I think Archie has been studying who he's been around. We'll, we'll get there because I, I think there's a lot more going on there. I think they're gonna pull a switch on us here with Archie soon. Well, they better, because otherwise he looks pretty right or down. Oh, he looks like an asshole, which is great. I love it. All right, we're back at uh, we're back at lunch at school, and it's Jughead saying, "I loved your spin piece in the paper, Olivia Pope." <laughs> That's a scandal reference. Was Olivia. she a reporter? I forget this. Uh, no, she is a crisis manager. So she does the spin. She helps people get out of all of that. So it's a it's a it's a nice little pop culture reference. It's it's on brand. Ugh! I don't watch this show for the pop culture. Stop it, Andy Cohen scandal. What's next? Well, and then Betty's like, "Can we not, Jughead?" And then Jughead just lays into her. Did you know about the Southside High closing or the prison? Of course not. That's all her parents doing. That's Archie. Veronica is like, uh, uh, because Veronica kind of wants to just blurted out there well she doesn't want to like straight up lie but archie's full-on going in and i'm just like liar liar pants on fire there better uh, be a damn good reason he's lying to everyone right now oh yeah uh and jack is like fine i have to conserve my energy anyhow i'm going on a hunger strike to protest south side high closing and to get it reopened and at this archie nearly spits <laughs> up his sandwich he's laughing like, at him I'm, I'm sorry man you're just like always eating <laughs> I love it. I lo- it's the, it's the most accurate thing. I I've said before. I wish we kind of had more of Jughead in his hamburgers, but I like this season particularly. They've played it up more. It's like, are you hungry? You never have to ask me that. And it's like everyone's always bringing him a burger. And now with the hunger strike, which sounds like the most ridiculous thing, and Archie's just like, dude, you're always eating. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. an it's a nice little moment. And Archie's being an ass, but it's it's so true he is not wrong and betty intervenes she's like hey it's jughead's prerogative to protest peace peacefully so we're gonna support that aren't we and then we then we see ethel barb ethel barb is back i know she didn't die in the upside down no she did not at least not here veronica oh hey ethel and she's got a drink in her hand Uh ethel does and this is such a glee callback with the slushy. It just is. Okay. I... For your crimes against the town of Riverdale, for everything that you and your family have done and continue to do, we find you guilty. Your sentence is this. And she throws the milkshake on her. And it's strawberry. Uh-huh. And everyone just gasps. And Except we see Josie, Josie and Kevin are just like, Oh, Josie's laughing. Josie's laughing, and I think Kevin's videoing it. Oh, Kevin's videoing everything, because yeah. that's what Kevin does. I love that Kevin and Josie are buds. It's true. Well, I also, I mean, Kevin is videoing everything, because um, the last time he got caught without a video camera for the drama, everything went down at that at that party with Reggie. That's true. <laughs> or Chuck. <sighs> and so, uh, at this point, Kevin's like, I will have my camera out at all times. At all times. Especially, you know, because he's got a video with that special Samsung phone. Mm, yes, that's true. All right. So, we cut to the bathroom and Veronica's washing that crap out of her hair. And Betty's just like, the chilling thing is, Ethel went through the trouble of bringing that milkshake here all the way from Pops. How mad is she? <laughs> uh, well, my dad is responsible for the Muggs family losing basically everything, and he still hasn't made amends, so Ethel has a right to be upset. 
And Betty's basically like, well, yeah, so do you. I would have ripped her head off. And and Veronica's like, you know, as my mom says, you know, we it's not the time for drama and flying off the handle. I just need to take deep breaths and keep smiling and give Ethel a wide berth. Hey, Camilla's doing a really good job this episode. This is a great episode. They've kind of been writing her pretty shitty and this has been good she got some good stuff to play with she really did so veronica and betty leave the bathroom and we see reggie is putting up his posters because he's running for student council president and he's like hey veronica i heard you got a face full of dairy i've got some nuts to top off that shake if you want how is that even allowed in normal that's not allowed in normal adult conversation much less a high school i don't know maybe they've just decided to allow reggie to be crass because that's who he is i'm okay with it because it's hilarious but it's beyond crass and it's such it's something a 16 year old would say especially a 16 year old virgin i really want confirmation of that hey veronica what are the odds that your dad's the first inmate in that new prison he's building? And then he keeps talking and we get this slow-mo. And, and it's Veronica's... blah, 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 sexism. He's talking about a female prison for her. Uh, for her mom. And... and so Veronica, her hand goes up, makes a fist, then no. she shoves him uh-huh. with her left hand and then knocks him the fuck down with a nasty-ass right hook. I was like, damn, girl. Riverdale. <laughs> oh my god! Like he deserved that punch. That was a hell of a punch. Uh, I'm shocked her parents were not like applauding her later. Because they're assholes. I know, but it was like, dude, that was that was just that was well done. Nobody should even be mad at you for that. All right, we come back and we're at Thistle House, and Cheryl's in bed, and she hears. Uh, door creaking and then she sees her on moving and who's there and and finally she gets up and she shoves a chair under the the doorknob of her her door to lock it and as she's freaking out we hear voices from the next morning oh don't be ridiculous cheryl no one was trying to break into your room last night you're imagining things my word you're worse than nana rose i know what i heard and saw uh, so yeah, so we're at breakfast, creepy breakfast, and we've got Penelope, Claudius, Cheryl, and Anna Rose. Uh, Penelope says, okay, Claudius, you know, now that you're here, we need to talk uh, about you taking over Nana's stewardship of the sy- of the syrup business. I'm not dead yet. You vultures. <laughs> Good and, job, Nana. And Claudius is like, oh, mother, now don't get too upset. Have some more of Penelope's tea. It's a special blend that she makes. And Cheryl is eyeballing this and going... That's fucking poison. Y'all people, yeah, this is fucked up. What the hell is going on? She's horrified. Is there mm-hmm. a remote percentage of possibility that Cheryl's making all this shit up in her head? No. Zero percent. Her father killed her brother. I know. These people are, her mother. Believe me. Is a prostitute. Believe me. I get it. But then again, mm-hmm. this is Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Would it be possible that when we see all this stuff from Cheryl's point of view, it's all completely fucked up. Out, she's fucked up out of her brain. She doesn't realize what's going on. If there's one family that I would never underestimate, it would be them. Oh, absolutely. They're the like we think the lodges are gangsters. No, they're not the gangsters. It's the Blossom family. That's a fucking bloodthirsty cult. Well, and also we can't put it past that what she is experiencing is beyond the pale. 
mm-hmm. but what is actually going on is something much less complicated. True. There's some hinting here that what we're seeing with Cheryl might not all be real. I don't think so. I don't believe that at all. I hope they don't pull that, but if they do, I'm not going to be like shocked. No, they're trying with that scene, they're trying to set it up that she could be imagining things, but as they continue through this episode, we know she's not. So at the Pembroke, oh, we're feeling a little bit a little calmer this morning. Yes, I'm having my high point decaffeinated. <laughs> so you won't be punching a boy today again? <laughs> Good uh, line. Good yeah. line, Hermione. So it's Hermione and Hiram and Veronica. And Veronica just kind of goes, you know, maybe if you offered Mr. Mr. Muggs a job at the prison, this could all have been avoided. Uh-uh, and Miha. No, 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 Miha. We tell you what to do. And right now we're telling you again, like Hermione like comes forward into this conversation behind Hiram. Um, you need to keep your head in the sand before it gets cut off. We need you to be our good, obedient little girl. You can do that, right? So we're at the doghouse. Hey! Hey! And Veronica gets up in front of her and goes, friends, I have an exciting announcement to make. I'm running for student council president against Reggie the misogynist Mantle. Ugh, you gotta be kidding me. Jughead is clearly <laughs> not to place this. He's also just grumpy. <laughs> If yesterday's dramatic events have taught me anything, is that Veronica Lodge is not a victim, nor will she ever allow herself to be one. And Jughead's like, okay, so your parents are taking over Riverdale, and now you want to take over our school? So or, so what is this part of mommy and daddy's evil bidding? And, and Archie comes back, and he's like, okay, Jughead, I get that you're in a bad mood because you haven't eaten in, like, forever. <laughs> and I think Jughead, even eye rolls, there's just like, Ugh. Yeah, Veronica's like, I'm actually Jughead. My parents think I should avoid the spotlight, but I was born for elective office. And Betty makes peacemaker. She's like, okay, V, if you want to be president, you've got her vote. Uh, And Archie's like, yeah, team Ronnie all the way. Uh, B, as the Thelma to my Louise, barf. I can't imagine doing this with anyone else. Will you be my running mate? She looks at Jughead. Jughead's like, seriously? You're going to do this? Yeah. And of course, V, I'd be honored. B and V. Now that's a team you can believe in. Barf, barf, barfity, barf, barf, barf. Now let's get to something good, which is somebody can actually fucking dance in the River Vixens. Okay, this this choreography is horrible. It is. But Vanessa Morgan is selling the fuck out of it. Tony can dance. That girl can dance. Uh, If you didn't know this, Vanessa Morgan and Madeline Petch are actually best friends in real life. Yay! Pretty cool. Uh, So Tony... Gives a very sultry dance, but good. And she finishes, and Cheryl is extremely excited. She goes, well, I doubt there's any way any of you amateurs are going to top that. So practice is over, vixens. Inner circle vixens, hang back. You know who you are. So people leave, and you know, Josie and Veronica and Betty come closer. And and Cheryl's just like, in honor of Tony joining our squad, I think we should celebrate with a mandatory slumber party at Thistle House. Fancy dressing gowns are appreciated. You've all seen The Beguiled, right? Dinner at eight. Parlor games to follow. So we're at Andrew's construction and Fred and Hermione are talking and Hermione's like, you know, there's nothing I can do to say change your mind. Uh, Fred says, afraid not. I just want to get out of this thing, Hermione, and as quickly as I can. I understand. Uh, I will talk to Hiram. But of course, you know, we'll need to get our lawyers involved. Yeah, I figured that. I feel like Hermione is not at all surprised by this. She's not happy about it, though. She, It's going to complicate things with Hiram. Fred was a buffer. He was a buffer, an unfortunate buffer. 
but now they've lost him because at some point they had, oh, Fred is this great upstanding guy in the community and now he's against them. Yeah, well. Like, that's what this means. And it depends on what her plans are going to be. But mm-hmm. if her plans were to make the business legit, it's really just this thing of like, you can't never make his business legit, girl. Like, stop yeah. it. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting scene. Now we have another one of those romantic conversations between Hiram and Archie. And Hiram's like, what can you tell me about uh, Jughead's hunger strike? It's very intimate and moody. It, their scenes always are. And Archie's like, Jughead loves a political crusade almost as much as he loves a burger. Nice. Hiram goes on to, you know, the context we've had. Your friend seems to live in a fantasy world of ideals and theoreticals. I live in a real world. I see what needs to be done, and I do it. Um, And I think you do too, Archie. I'm accelerating our timeline on Southside, and I was wondering if you could send Jughead a message. Uh, Yeah, whatever you need, Mr. Lodge, but why? Why you? Yeah, well, I think it'll soften the blow to hear it coming from a friend. Barf. Cut to pops. Jughead and Archie are at Pops, and Jughead's got a notice of demolition letter in his hand. They were supposed to give us six weeks' notice before they shut down Southside High. Uh, who do you pay off? And he's like, can I have another water, please, Pop? Thank you. <laughs> Pop comes by and brings something to drink. Uh, and Archie's like, Jed, my dad got shot right here in Pops because Riverdale was sliding off the deep end. And if Mr. Lodge's plan can shore things up and make Riverdale more secure for us and our families, then I think it's a good thing in my book. So I just wrote, Archie tries to justify mass incarceration. He goes, also, besides, why do you care so much? You were only at Southside High for like four days. Which is fucking hilarious. I love it because as far as we've seen in the show, that's kind of true. I do love this subtle... Not Well, it's not subtle. Wink at the audience of, yes, we know our timeline is fucked up. Just go with it. It's great. Uh, and Jughead goes on to be like, you remember that I was raised on the South Side, right? My mom, my dad, Jellybean. That neighborhood is the last tangible piece I have of them until your dad comes in with his bulldozers. My dad's actually against this whole thing. He's cutting all ties with the lodges. You're choosing Hiram's side over this? And Arch is like, we see things, we see things differently, okay? <laughs> uh, this makes me so bad. Uh, yeah, and Jack is like, yeah, and it makes me sick. Kind of like when you and your best friends are two trains running on the same track in opposite dire- directions destined to collide. Yeah, Archie tries to claim it's making him sick. And Jughead's just like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, what's going on? Like, you know what you're doing, right? This is not Archie. No, it's not Archie. Okay, cut to whatever the fuck this bullshit is. <laughs> this is a very gothic slumber party. The <laughs> kind I imagine Kat Von D holds. I don't know. We're all combing hair. Kat Von D is not goth. Uh, you, I don't think you've seen her lately. <laughs> we are all combing our, brushing our hair to the rhythm of a, of a song. It's slumber party hairbrush line. Uh, and Cheryl gets up and goes, inner circle. Cousin Betty. <laughs> I didn't just bring you to Thistle House for a girl's summer party. The truth is I'm terrified of being alone here. There's a stranger in the house. My Uncle Claudius. He's as mad as the tea. And ever since he blew in, I feel like I'm in mortal peril. And then wait, Tony. Wait, I'm confused. Is this real? Are we playing a game? <laughs> oh, That's thanks, a Tony. fair point. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. I love, we were, we were like, this is getting way too weird. And Tony's like, um, are we... Is this a game we're playing right now? Like, Oh, it could it. totally be a murder mystery party game at that house, which they should totally play. That would be the best on this show. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. 
You say that. Oh, God. You say that. Uh, Cheryl's response to Tony is, all too real, TT. <laughs> uh, she's just like, I feel like they're plotting against me, Nana Rose. Mumsy cultivates esoteric herbs in the conservatory. Tannis root and gems of weed. Okay, Tannis root was created for Rosemary's baby, so that's a really nice reference. Good grief. Uh Cheryl, are you sure you're not imagining things? Another great point from Josie. Yeah, Betty's like, well, if she is Josie, then maybe I am too. There's a stranger in my life as well. It's Chick. I, with him lurking around every corner of my house, feels dangerous, deadly, deadly. I sympathize. Oh, Cheryl. Yeah. So then we cut to it's nut time, and Tony and Cheryl are in their bed, and they're on opposite sides. And Cheryl rolls over and she gets full disclosure. I didn't want to invite all the girls tonight, but I knew my hideous mother would never allow me to invite just you, which is what I craved. And then they're about to kiss and crush. They all rush out and they look down the stairway. And we get a Wilhelm scream in place of Cheryl's own scream. And we see that Nana Rose is on the ground, having fallen out of her wheelchair down the stairs. Uh, We cut to outside, you know, the office. Police officers are there, and they're saying a fall like that should have killed her. She's a lucky bird. Yes, that she is. Uh, Claudius looks like Hugh Hefner. Ah, but he's wearing the pajamas of the other dude. Uh, Clifford. Yep. Uh, Cheryl's just like, he's wearing my father's pajamas. I think they pushed my Nana down the stairs, and I think I'm next. Oh, by the way, Penelope has brought up that this is classic sundowner syndrome. Is that like a real thing? No, they're totally pulling out for Alzheimer's. Okay. Sundowners. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Jeez, Riverdale. (laughs) All right, we're back at the Andrews house and... Archie uh, opens the door and and it's his mom! Mary's back! And Fred comes in and he goes, yeah, with all this stuff with the lodges, it was time to call him the... The big guns. And Archie looks genuinely happy and a little bit relieved to see his mom. And a little bit scared. Okay. Confused. Who knows? Okay. And so then we cut to them, like, going over paperwork. And Mary's like, you know, I wish you'd called me earlier, Fred. Like, before you gave the Lodges 20% of Andrew's construction, Mr. Lodge said, we'll work this out. Yeah, if he keeps his word. Uh, Son, your mother and I have known the Lodges a lot longer than you have. And Fred and Archie's like, meaning what, Dad? Archie! Uh, it's okay. I better get to school. I'm helping Veronica with her campaign. Are we still on for lunch, Mom? Mary kind of like nods and Archie goes. And then Mary and Fred do that. What are you going to do? Stupid fucking teenagers. <laughs> parent faces. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Mary's a little horrified by the way Archie's talking to his dad. And dad's just like, uh, I don't know. Like he's, I do kind of get that Fred just kind of like, Archie's got to figure some of this out for himself. Yeah. Which is fair. And there's a girl. And he doesn't want to make that weird. Yeah. So now we're at school and we get another classic Riverdale comic book trope. The kissing booth. Yeah, Veronica's getting kissed for uh, votes. Yeah. uh, But Archie's uh, providing muscle and policing. Hands where I can see them. (laughs) And (laughs) And Betty is timing, which is hilarious so veronica's like okay who's next the cupcakes have been flown in from magnolia bakery in new york but the kisses however are locally sourced and betty just grabs the stopwatch and goes <laughs> yeah Click. Uh, veronica sees athel and she goes oh five minute hydration break athel wait 
And Ethel's just like, does not shit sexualizing the election, Veronica. Well, it might get you the boys, but you can forget about the girls. There's only one girl I'm interested in right now. You. Uh, look, I know it's long overdue, but I want to make reparations. So I'm Ooh. working it out with my parents so you can tell your dad to expect a job offer very, very soon. What a this loaded, is gross. What a loaded word. And then a bad, bad turnaround on that. Yeah. Um, this is just the height of snobbery. Which, which is understandable for a character. But you know what bothers me the most? Mm-hmm. Using the word reparations. Yeah. Pick a different word. And also- Amends. Just say amends. And it would have been still bad, but in character. Yeah, it's just, it's bad. I just really don't like this whole, like, I'm going to be your savior, Ethel. And it's just like, this is fucked up. And like, her dad tried to kill himself. Like, it's a big deal. Uh, But I really liked how Ethel went, like, right into her. It's like, okay, you're not going to get the girls. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I love Ethel Barb. Ethel Barb just sort of listens and goes, hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut but, to Jug making an impassioned speech. He's at a serpent club. Uh, Serpents uh, and swords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what is the name of this thing, because that's what it is. It's all the serpent kids. Uh, serpents and swords. It's like, uh, this isn't a demolition notice. This is a notice of extermination. Today, it's Southside High. Tomorrow, it'll be the worm. Yeah, um, everything that makes the Southside home is going to disappear. If we roll over now, it's all over. And Tony's like, you know, it's just a building, Jug. He's like, nope, it's the soul of the Southside. The Yucatana fought and died trying to protect that land. And our parents fought to try and keep it safe during the riots. And now it's our term. It's our time. So who's with me? Who's ready to go to war? And like everybody's starting to nod and be like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't buying in initially on this speech, and then he, he sort of gets in his groove a little bit. And I was like, huh, okay. I'm starting to buy this Jughead a little bit more now. The activist Jughead makes total sense. Exactly. Activist Jug, yes. I, I like activist Jug. Yeah. It's also a nice little um, mirror to some of the things that are happening in our society right now. I just wished, you know, we could also have some knife cutting off tattoos Jug. I want some resolution to that bullshit because I want to know more about Penny Peabody. I don't know. It sounds like they just cut her out of the damn show. Yeah, she's showing up somewhere else too. So I don't, whatever. Uh, I hate to see you and your dad fighting. Yeah. Mary and Pops are having their lunch and Doug is like, we're not. And Mary's like, look, you and Veronica, it's your first relationship. I just want to make sure that you're not being led astray. By Ronnie? Uh, and, you know, aligning yourself with a family that's against your better judgment. Hey, she's an amazing person. I'm sure she is. So's your dad. Yeah. And that is I'm, an excellent point. It, it's true. I like what she's saying. It's like, look, I get it. You want to be loyal to your, your girlfriend and you may not see that, you know, her parents are really not the best people, but you need to remember your dad's a good guy. Like, that's 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 a good mom talk. Good mom work. Mary's, Mary's great. That Andrew's parents are the best and most stable of the parents as people. Unlike what's about to happen next. Oh, geez. So Betty walks into the house and she hears some chatting. Kevin is there with Chick. And Betty's like, um, how do you guys like even know each other? Well, first she asks what the hell's going on here. And Kevin's like, oh, I decided to say hi to Chick. Cookie? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Chick's like, um, it's a funny story. Uh, Kevin and I have continued our online chats. Imagine my surprise when he finally told me that it all started as a catfishing scheme. Betty's like, it's like Kev, you sold me out. You sold I, me out, I Kev? feel bad. <laughs> That's such a Kevin. It's so Kevin. I love it. Betty's like about to throw shit at him. And Kevin's just like, um, I'm sorry. She's like, okay, Kev, you need to leave. Like, really? You're kicking me out? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I gotta talk to my brother. Yeah. Go. And so Kevin goes. It's like, do not mess with my friends. Dang. It's like, clearly, there's something you want. Some void you're trying to feel here. Like brother, like sister. Uh, Chick says, you know, we share the same darkness. Isn't that what you said? But he's like, yeah, I guess I was wrong. You know nothing about my darkness, but you will. She storms off. Damn, Betty. She are wrong. Oh, so now we're at the gym. So the River Vixens are practicing, apparently, because that's a thing again. <laughs> uh, Josie, look, I know things haven't been smooth sailing between us. Oh, are we even on speaking terms, Veronica? I mean, you did steal the pussycats from me. I borrowed them after you dumped them. What do you want, Veronica? I want a celebrity endorsement. Uh, Veronica says, you know, and before you say no, Andy Cohen is very old friend, a very good friend of the family. Okay, my ears are perked because I never miss an episode of Watch What Happens Live. Product placement. Clap, 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 clap. I'm going to do that every time from now on. Okay, but I also love that, okay, her and Kevin are now, like, bonding more. I love that that's something that they would share. Because they're, like, going to be pseudo-siblings. That's true. It's cute. I like it. Veronica says, well, how would you like to be on it as a special guest? And Josie's like, okay, if you can make that happen, consider yourself endorsed. You know, Veronica's... Being a politician, we're back at the Pembroke and the Andrews and the Lodges are... Negotiating. Yeah. Uh, my point is, Hermione, some may read this document as exploitive. And Hermione's just like, uh, yeah, come on, Mary. It's fair. Uh, Mary says, you know, a fair would be immediate release of the contract and being compensated. Um, how does that sound, everyone? Bzz, bzz. Uh, Hiram's getting a phone call and he walks off and... The Andrews uh, eye roll at the same time. Yeah. Um, and we get to that it's Archie calling him and Archie's on a bike. Like a like a bicycle. And Mr. Lodge is like, what? What? And Archie's like, yeah, I'm on it. This is so 80s. Oh, yeah. Like they we get thunder There's, rumbling and... And synth music underneath. And all of this is just like, did we just do this because... Freaking Molly Ringwald is here. Like, did we just go super 80s because of that? Good. It's awesome. It works so well. So he gets up to Southside High and he literally does the 80s bike swerve ET move. Yeah, it's great. Goonies, like I, every bit of it. It's the best. And Jack is like, well, 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 the cavalry's here. I guess that means we've got Hiram's attention. They are chained to Southside High. And Archie's like, are you nuts chaining yourself to the place? They're going to tear it down in two days. Does he want the blood of eight young serpents on his hands? We're not going anywhere. Go and tell your boss we said that. Damn, Jug. <laughs> I love it when Jug's just like, shut the fuck up, Archie. Jug's starting to find a balance mm-hmm. between the the weirdly optimistic Jug and I'm the weird. super dark Jug. I'm a weird. Oh, God. I don't fit in. I don't fit in. I don't. Wanna fit in? If I have to see that commercial one more time, I'm gonna murder the CW app. So, Betty's creeping into Chick's room. Um, this is a new iteration of Dark Betty, and I don't know what to call her. Beth. We're gonna call her Beth. Okay. This is Beth. Hey, Beth. Betty is flicking a Zippo in Chick's face. Hello, brother. Her hair's down. 
Just, just need to point that out. And he's kind of legitimately spooked. And he's just like, what, what? You think you're the only one who can scare people by being crazy? You may have fooled my mother, but not me. I'm going to bring you down because I catch bad men. I caught Clifford Blossom. I caught the Sugar Man. I caught the Black Hood. And you know what they all have in common? They're dead. Consider yourself warned. And then she goes away and Chick is like pulling the covers up to his face. <laughs> like, I don't know what just happened. By the way, she's in like fuzzy pink PJs while she does this. It's hilarious. It's great. And she does look psychotic. Good job, Lee Reinhardt. Because uh-huh. it's, yes, this is Beth. I'm saying this is Beth. <laughs> it's a different iteration of Dark Betty. This is Beth. So after the break, we go to Southside High. And she's got a thermos, which I think is supposed to be coffee, but it looks like it's actually water. I think he may not even be taking coffee at this point. No, I think it's coffee. It's the same one she used when she brought him coffee when he was working in the Southside paper. Okay, well, all all I know was was whatever they poured into that cup was water. Fine, whatever. God, Jack, why didn't you call me? (laughs) I would have brought you and your crew blankets. Jack is like. You would have tried to stay the night, and Betty's just kind of like nods. Yeah. Are you gonna get a, Are you gonna get arrested for trespassing or with protesting without a permit? That's the beauty of all this. The sheriff's gonna try to manhandle us. It'll get ugly. Maybe it'll go viral, which is publicity I'd welcome right about now. Uh, and Jughead <laughs> says, and also no one's gonna mess us mess with us with those guys over there. And we see all of like the grown up serpents hanging out, including FP who's like punching his fist. It's like Skeet's looking good in his biker coat. He looks great in the fog. He's so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking hot. He is the hottest dad on this show. I'm I'm sorry, Sheriff Keller and Luke Perry. <laughs> like it's all about Skeet Ulrich. Oh hell yeah, just is. Uh, but he's like, okay, good point. Um, I have some student council obligations, but I'll be back later tonight. And Jughead says, go get him, Tracy Flick, which is the most appropriate reference ever. That is a reference to, uh, the Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick film, Election. It's a very dark comedy. I would highly recommend it. I've never seen it. It is, it's great. It's so good. So now we're, it's not the doghouse, but it's not like the auditorium, and I can't really tell where they are. But it's Josie, Archie, and Veronica are about to do a performance. And Josie starts, now we live in uncertain times, but there's one thing I'm very certain of. My girl Ronnie here, along with her running mate, Betty Cooper, has my vote to be Riverdale High's next president and vice president. And of course, we remind everyone, especially the women, to vote and to be heard this election. Okay, it's a little barfy. But whatever. And so then they start singing a schoolhouse rock song about the 19th Amendment. I could not place the song. And then we talked about that. And I was like, oh, hell yes. This is one of the best covers they've done. It's It's, so badass. It's good. It's on point. It makes total sense. I like that it's about the 19th Amendment, which is the right that gave women the right to vote. So, Uh, But as this is happening, Ethel enters this crowd of people who are watching them perform. And she's handing out flyers. And they are not nice flyer flyers. They're kind of, uh, it's not good. And Veronica stops the singing. She goes, what is going on? What What is this? And okay. Ethel's, Ethel's like, um, does it matter? It's the truth. Because the flyer has a picture of Veronica. It says Veronica liar. It's got a bunch of the different facts about Riverdale and the prison and all that stuff. Um, it says she knew they were turning the Southside High into a prison. Um 
they knew that Southside High was closing. She's best friend with the sexual assaulter Nick St. Clair. She's a backstabber. Veronica Lodge is a shareholder in her parents' business. So uh, on and so forth. It, but it's everything that we already know about Veronica. It's what we, the audience, know, but now everybody at school is going to know. And Ethel's just like, what does it matter? It's the truth. I'm trying to make amends with you. Why would you do this? Oh, you mean your half-hearted bribe? Too little, too late. Damn. Yes, Ethel Barb. And Betty is reading this piece of paper and she's just like, and she runs off. And Kevin is videoing everything. And Archie is grabbing the flyers from people. And then we see Josie and Ethel standing together. And Ethel says, thanks for the intel, Josie. No problem. The Lodges have hurt a lot of people this year. Your family, my family, we girls, we gotta stick together. Fuck yes! Uh Uh-huh. I am so for this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Josie will play nice, but you fucked with my family. Your family's fucking with my family. I'm not putting up with this. I love it. Kevin gets his line, this is insane. Yeah. (laughs) This is Kevin. Betty also shoves the flyer into Kevin as she runs off. Oh, I missed that part. Uh, Betty confronts Veronica in the bathroom and she's just like, that day in the student lounge, when Weatherby announced that Southside High was closing, you acted like you didn't know. I, I didn't feel like I could go against my parents. Uh, of course you could have. You could have told your parents that you didn't want to be their teen accomplice, or you could have told us the truth. Instead, you just played us like fools. And Veronica makes her plea. She's just like, I just wanted to keep them honest. I promise. That is all I was trying to do. And Betty's just like, you know, even if I did, I can't be your running mate anymore. You know that, right? I can't trust you, V. And she walks off. And now we cut to the Pembroke and Veronica's coming home and uh, Hermione's like rough day on the campaign trail. How'd you find out about this? Rather be called. He also read me the flyer that's been going around the school. Now do you see why we ask you to keep a low profile? Instead, you're running for student council president. Why? And we get maybe the best Camilla Mendez scene of the entire series thus far. I don't believe that's true, but this is a very good moment and she plays it very well. It's not as good as the after party scene with Archie. No, she says, because mom, I'm out there every day facing what you and daddy have done, what we've done. And maybe if I'm their president, people at school like Ethel Muggs or Jughead or even Betty will stop looking at me like I'm just the daughter of criminals. Like I'm a criminal too we're out there fighting a holy war mom i need something that i can use to shield against everything that's coming our way protection from everyone out there who hates us who's out for our blood and throughout this whole thing she's she's just crying yeah she's just like getting really choked up and hermione is very stone-faced but you can tell she's trying to not look weak like she's kind of absorbing this whole like yeah we kind of didn't we kind of have underestimated this whole kid factor here and how much that is going to influence all the adults and the other kids. And they kind of, this doesn't work the way they thought it was going to work. Well, I, I really just read it as mom realizing, oh, shit, our daughter just got thrown in the middle of all this. Uh, no, they've known all that. There's a little bit of that on her face. Well, no, now it's that our daughter is actually paying the price because she's out there and we're not. Uh-huh. That's what that part of what that is. Yes. So now we cut to the Cooper house. And, you know, Betty's now coming through and stop right there, young lady. And (sighs) I roll into the kitchen. Uh, So it's Chick, Alice, and Betty. And like, come in here now. Is it true that you snuck into your brother's room last night to torment him with a Zippo lighter? This is like 
six-year-old argument yeah. that's going on here, and it's kind of awesome. And what exactly is this for? And she's holding up Betty, her dark Betty wig. Oh my god, you creep! What did you do? Go through my dresser drawers? And Chick says, you know, I was looking for the lighter as proof, and I found all your secret toys. And and Al says, why in God's name do you have this cabaret wig? She wears it when she has sex with Jug. Is that true, Elizabeth? I, I, how, how would you even know that? I was guessing. <laughs> like, Chick totally called her, her bluff. And Alice is like, guessing? Betty, what? Is that true? Are, are, are you and Jughead? Yeah, Mom, we are. <gasps> and and he, she just walks away and just goes, oh! And she's like flailing the wig and she's having such a mom moment. It's great. And Betty and Chick are having the biggest boy brother, girl brother, like, I'm going to fight you so hard right now. Like, I'm going to fucking pound your face. <laughs> you sold me out to mom. Okay, they're totally siblings. It's hilarious. They're, def- they're definitely related. <laughs> like, they are related. It's really funny. And setting aside all of the crazy shit. This this that's, also that's a sibling moment. Well, what's sure. weird to me too is this almost clues me into a feeling like I've got this weird vibe now that yes, there's going to still be some weirdness between these two, but eventually it's going to get reconciled. I would like to see that, but they need to they need to hurry through some of that shit. They will, but I just I've got this feeling now that it's like there's going to be a weird turn, but then those two are going to wind up close at the end of it, just because we've seen that actual sibling connection with them. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Southside High, and it's FP showing up, and he's just like, last man standing? What happened to No Serpent Left Behind? Oh, this this goes in the pantheon of classic FP and Jughead scenes. Uh, Jughead's there all alone. He goes, uh, they claimed frostbite. They'll be back after some coffee, and they warm up. And FP's like, too bad. I got a dozen burgers. I guess they're all yours now. And Jughead's and he just- thro- He throws it at Jughead, and Jughead's just like, no. And he's like, come on, boy. It's just you and me. I'm not going to tell anyone you broke your hunger strike. Cut to three burgers later. I, I, that just, there's just a pile of wrappers. And I just, I, it's such a dad moment. I love it. And, and such a Jughead moment. Uh, and so FP is like, well, just like clockwork. I got a call from Hiram. Uh, what did he offer you now? You know how they're saying Sodale will mostly be low-income housing? Well, apparently there's going to be a few penthouses at the top. Would be more than enough space for all of us, your mom, Jellybean, just like you always wanted. And Jughead kind of takes all this in, and he's just like, you know, just imagine me standing on that balcony and looking over prison right in the same spot that all my friends and I used to go to school in Jellybean. Growing up in a town where best hope, or only hope aside from getting the hell out, is to work at a prison. It's just not right. So what'd you say to him? Nothing. I hung up on his ass and went to Pops and got some burgers. It's, uh, this is just, it's such a cute father-son moment. They have a hug and it's just like, they're very different people, but they very much understand each other and they very much respect each other. Oh, that line was so good from FP. Like, nothing. I hung up on his ass and went to Pops and got some burgers. It's just like, <laughs> I love you. I love... Can you imagine the quippiness between FP and Alice in a relationship? Oh, that would be gold. It would be so good. It would good. be gold and I want it so bad. I can't myself. Sorry. Now we've got to deal with stupid, stupid Archie. So the Andrews family is having some dinner and Mary says, you know, I was hoping to see Jughead while I was in town. Cause you know, like Jughead was like her other kid. Yeah. Um, Archie says, you know, yeah, he's still at Southside Hyde, mom chained up like some lunatic. <laughs> he talks like he's 60. 
Yeah. And, you know, hey, Arch, you might not believe in what he's fighting for. I'm not sure he's fighting for anything, Dad. I think he's mostly fighting against Mr. Lodge, like a lot of people in this town who are afraid. Archie. Afraid? Afraid of having a vision, of seeing what has to be done and doing it. So he's quoting Hiram. Yeah. And And then we get a classic Molly Ringwald monologue. We get a great, great mom monologue. It's like, I hope that you're not referring to your father, Archie. This man who broke rocks when he was in high school to support his family when his dad was sick. A man who saw that had to be done and did it. And built a business out of nothing. One that pays for this house and the food that you eat every day. And for your information, your father had and has a vision for Riverdale. One that doesn't, thank God, end up with everyone working in a penal colony. Now, you don't have to side with your dad, okay? You can side with Hiram Lodge, even though he's a crook and has no intention of letting your father out of that contract, by the way. You can do that. That is your right. But I'll be damned if you're going to sit there and listen to you disrespect him. Fuck yes, Mary. Thank you. I love it. She fucked his shit up. Yes. And this is like the John Hughes equivalent of 16 Candles Molly Ringwald becoming a mom. Maybe a little bit, but this is also like, okay, I can see Fred and Mary are going to get back together. I was so wrong and I don't care. Oh, of course. This is happening. Well, because the last thing we see, they pan back a little bit and you see Fred. Yeah. And Fred is mostly just like, I really wish we didn't have to fight. Like, that's most of what he's there. But 5% of him is smirking like, fuck you, kid. That was my lady. (laughs) Well, no, it's just kind of like, Mary has respect. Like, Mary respects me. Like, she sees, she sees me. Because, you know, when you're, when you're someone like Fred, you don't always get recognized. Because you're just the good guy. Yeah. Um, And, you know, good guys tend to get taken advantage of. And people don't always appreciate that. And so I think for him, it's just really like. She sees it. She sees me. She she sees what I'm trying to do here. And that's that's really nice for Fred. I love it. So we get to Cooper House. We have, like, the scene that I've been needing for so long. <laughs> Alice walks into Betty's room and she goes, Betty, I have to ask, are you being safe with Jughead? Of course, Mom. Holla fucking Louia. <laughs> this was all we needed to hear in terms of the safe sex. If you're going to show a bunch of teenagers having sex... A parent needs to ask at some point, are y'all are y'all being safe? Like we're good? Yes. That's it. We don't have to talk about it ever again, at least for these, because we gotta we gotta confirm that Veronica and Archie are good. Now what I will say is they did a really they did a really good job of blending it into the story by putting it here. Yes. Well, and then cause Alice says, Okay, well that's something because look, when I was your age, I wasn't always. But you need to be. I am very well acquainted with how alluring the Jones men are. Whoa, wait, mom. Did you and FP? I mean, is that is it is it possible that FP is Chick's dad? Absolutely not. <laughs> She's she, okay. So I feel like Alice is dangling the bait. There was just like you have to be, because that that to me says two things. Uh, I was very fertile, and so are the Jones men. <laughs> like that's the alarm bells that I'm hearing. And when she says absolutely not, she's just liar, liar, pants on fire. Because okay. that's Alice's MO is to lie. Maybe, but that's a little too smart for this show. Okay, if there's, there are a couple characters that are allowed to be super smart, and that's Jughead, Betty, and Alice. We're talking the smartest people on the show, it's those three. To But, but for that line to convey things about men being fertile... Uh, it's totally possible. I don't know. I think the whole FP thing, 
by all the vibes, by all the discussions and the way they've talked about it, FP was trying to take care of her, but it wasn't his kid. I don't I don't agree with that at all. The only problem with that theory is I don't know who a good substitute is. Exactly. So that's the biggest problem. Exactly. But this show has done some weird ass turns to begin with. So I it's always know. possible. I know, but it would be stupid for it to not be FPs at this point. And I'd like to be contrarian. So that's just that's, me. that's fair. But Alice says, you know, Chick is a part of our family. He's your brother. And I know that he's damaged not and blind. odd. And like, I see that. But for the past 25 years, he hasn't had anyone to love him. And Betty's like, he's dangerous, mom. Don't forget what he did. Uh, I will never forget Betty, but Chick needs us. And that that's all very fair points. It's like, look, I, I like that Alex acknowledges, like, I know he's weird. Like, I, I get it, but, like, he needs us. Like, and he's damaged. Like, I, I like that we had that acknowledgement that he's not quite right. Well, and for her, it's really just like, the only chance he's got mm-hmm. is us at this point. Yeah. You know, they all killed a guy and covered it up. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Well, we cut to the hospital and Cheryl is in the room with Nana Rose and she's reading a book and she's got a lot less makeup on. Uh Uh-huh. So she's doing the whole, a little bit more vulnerable thing. And she kind of starts freaking out again and she goes and finds Dr. Masters, who we saw, he helped treat uh, Fred at the beginning of the season when he got shot. And maybe the most hapless, purred happily doctor on the face of the planet. A little bit. She's... Any updates on my Nana? Uh, Yes, we just got her panel back. There were trace amounts of a paralytic toxin in her bloodstream. Tannis root? Which is strange because it's so rare. But your mother and uncle explained it. They've caught your Nana on more than one occasion chewing bits of Tannis root. Wait, what? So it's just more of her sundowner syndrome. Oh, cool. So Alzheimer's just explains away Nana Rose chewing on some random herb that's poisonous in the greenhouse. Yeah, a creepy fucking family prone to some weird accidents uh, tells you that this old woman who fell down the stairs because she had a paralytic toxin in her blood... That's cool. He is the worst doctor. Cheryl's kind of freaked out. Like, you're going to release her to my mother and my uncle. And Penelope shows up like, oh, there you are. Looking a little worse for wear. Poor dear hasn't slept in days. Why don't you stop bothering Dr. Masters and I'll take you straight home. Come on. Come on. Oh, they're gaslighting her so badly. Yeah, but it's great. So now we got Betty and Chick. Betty's like, mom says we should bury the the hatchet. And Chick's just like, so for her sake. How about a truth? Chick's just like, you know, why should I believe you when all you do is try to get rid of me? But it's like, you know, if I really wanted to get rid of you, I would have gone to the sheriff's office and tell him how you brained a man in our kitchen. And Chick turns the damn tables. You're not going to do that. You see, I never touched that body or the car or his phone or called his contacts. I didn't go to the sewer pipe. It's not my fingerprints or hair they're going to find. And, you know, maybe I should call the police and tell them what sort of things my sister's capable of doing. You wouldn't dare. You know, I don't think I'm comfortable being in the same room as someone who's done those sort of things. It scares me, Betty. You scare me. Can, can't you see that? You're scaring me, Betty. You're scaring me. He's a little more intense and loud with this. Yes. And what's interesting is he doesn't smirk throughout this. No. I think he's actually fucking scared. I don't know that he's fucking scared, but it's just like you and I, if I'm going down, you're going down too. Uh-huh. Like, that's what this is. Like, don't try to fucking threaten me because you, like, it looks worse for you. Yeah. Well, and most of the time he's fucking with her just to try to mess with her. Mm-hmm. But this, but he's like, you just declared war 
So either be ready for that or you better just shut your mouth because I will run you out of this house like Mm -hmm. I've run everybody else out. So now we're in a car with Cheryl and Penelope and, you know, it's raining and Cheryl just goes, I think I figured it out. You paralyzed Anna Rose with the Tannis root and then you pushed her down the stairs. And Penelope... Just as you've gone mad, that's all there is to it. She's starting to choke up. You've lost your mind. You leave us no choice. It's all right. We're going to make you all better. They're going to make you all better. And Cheryl's... At first, Cheryl's like, okay. And then, what the fuck? What do you What do you mean? No choice. Yeah, uh, this storyline kind of got spoiled if you were online or in the Reddit. Because there's a lot of people who speculated that what happens to her was going to happen. And yeah. Makes sense. Makes total sense for how they're playing out her story. But before that, Hiram's getting pissed. We're in the study with Archie and Hiram. <laughs> they just Every- need to make out, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Every hour that passes that Jughead is out there is bad for business. It's time to remove Jughead and his fellow serpents by force. Okay. That line is so ridiculous. It, it is. <laughs> I didn't even think about how that sounded until yeah. you said it. Uh-huh. Wow. But you got to give it to Mark Consuelos. He sells it. He sells all this bad bullshit so well. He really does. He takes a bad line and polishes that turd. He just does. And I wonder if that's done on purpose. You know what? Because it works for his character. He's doing great. I'm fine with it. All right. Uh, So it's like, uh, grownups going after teenagers, wouldn't that be bad for business? And Hiram's like, yeah, if Sheriff Keller and his men do it, yes, but boys, led bravely by you, the wrestling team. No one would be upset by that. And Archie says, I can't. I'm sorry, I I won't. Archie, you made a promise to me, an oath to this family in this very room. If you break it, there will be consequences. This is where I get pissed off at dumb Archie. Mm -mm. I know, I know, but... Uh, Archie goes, I understand. And Hiram's like, so are you going to help me? And Archie says, yes, sir, but I hope you can prove your loyalty to me in return. Uh, And how would I do that? By releasing my dad from all commitments to Lodge Industries. Archie's playing Hiram. He's being a lot more obvious about it, but he just saw an opportunity to be like, okay, I can get something out of this. Like, I gotta go fuck with my best friend, but I can save my dad. Like, I can get my dad untangled from this mess because that has been his biggest goal is to protect his dad. And his mom showed up and he's like, okay, my mom's going to legally maneuver around this. And then he finds out, oh, Hiram's like being a dick and not going to let my dad out of his contract. Oh, he wants me to do this shit that I don't want to do, but I can use that against him. Like, this is actually Archie, like, seeing other people play chess and being like, these are some moves that I can use to my advantage. I don't trust big dumb Archie. To not believe the actual bullshit that Hiram is selling him. No, I... I Because I, if he isn't believing that and he's playing on multiple sides, he has given us no indication of that as a character. No, I don't believe that's true at all. Because last episode, he went to Jughead. He was going to snitch. And he did snitch, actually. And I feel like this is one of those, we haven't seen this scene and it's okay if we don't. I feel like Archie confided more to Jughead than we know of. And I think Jughead has actually convinced Archie of how bad this is going to be. And they're working. Like, I think Jughead knows what Archie's doing. No. When this next scene, when like. Well, maybe. I think. But you know who actually knows what's going on? Hmm. Archie and Hermione. 
That's the scene we haven't seen that's so crucial. We haven't seen the rest of their conversation on the cliff. The boss wants to talk to you. Yes. And I, I, I agree. I think Archie knows more about Hermione's plans. Uh-huh. But he doesn't know the whole story. Hermione's not stupid enough to trust dumb, dumb Archie with all of that. Well, no. But Archie knows more about probably Andre and what happened with Smithers. Uh-huh. He probably knows about that. And he probably shared some of that with Jughead. We'll see. I think Jughead and Archie are working together. Boy, I hope so. All right. So we cut to Southside High. Pops is serving coffee to the protesters. Protesters are yelling, you know, save our school, save our school. And in comes... In the least convincing manner possible. Whatever. Archie comes in in his uh, sweat, his school sweatsuit with the other wrestlers. And he's got bolt cutters on his shoulder. And FP, you know, gets in front of Archie and says, you know, cops might let you buy Red. I love that he calls him Red. Uh-huh. He goes, but you come here acting like a big man and I will knock you down. Jughead shoves him back. He's like, Dad, don't. They'll throw you in jail. Don't don't give him an excuse. <laughs> right? <laughs> And Archie's just like, sorry, Jughead. Me too. I'm not going to fight you, Archie, but look around. It may have taken a couple days, but now people know what Hiram's doing and what's happening here. So this fight's not going to go away and we're not going to go away. So, you know, cut us down. I want them to see you do it. So Archie cuts their chains and everybody's, you know, he starts cutting everybody off. And, you know, Jughead starts walking down and Archie pushes him. And Jughead kind of turns around and starts taking the chains off his wrists that have been cut. And they just kind of stare each other down. And that's the moment that makes me feel like this played out exactly like we talked about. Like this was staged. They knew this was going to be what happened. I think you're reading a whole lot into it that I don't think is there at all. But I would love to be proven wrong. Okay. Okay. Well... I'm not going to be a person like everyone on the internet who's just going to be like, this is fucking stupid. I'm going to try to enjoy this show and predict what could be happening that could be cool <laughs> because I'm enjoying myself. That's fine. I don't think it's bad if they're they're setting them up as enemies. I just – nothing about what they've done with this indicates to me that they're setting up some master plan that's bigger than – Archie and Jughead are mad at each other now. Like, I just think that's where we're headed. No, you're wrong. That's I fine. you're wrong. Look, you've been proven to be the TV genius of these two, okay? It's true. And when it doubles back around, you'll be right. Maybe I was wrong about the Andrews divorce. I could have sworn they would be getting divorced this season, but that's not happening. <laughs> no, but... I'm okay with it, but I was wrong. But... Based on the track record up to this point, I don't have enough that I've seen mm-hmm. to lead me to believe they're going to make that turnaround. Okay. And, and so in lieu of any other evidence, I'm just going with, well, I guess that's what they're doing now. Okay. And I will, I'm going to honestly say I am not basing any of that on anything I've seen online or any spoilery shit. No. Like, no. That's fully from my brain. It's a little crowded in there. <laughs> um, so now we're at the trailer and it's Jughead and Betty. Did it really make a difference? Uh, us breezing our asses off. <laughs> but it's like, definitely every revolution starts somewhere. <sighs> and Jughead's like, okay, good. Because I'm thinking we lost Southside High. I don't want to lose Riverdale too. And I'm going to hear. You have no. not heard more unlikely uh, words come from my mouth. I want to run for student body president. <laughs> and I want you to be my co-president. But he's like, all right, I'm in. Really? Just like that? Yep. There's no me and Veronica. Uh, but you have to do me a favor. You have to let me stay here. I can't be in the same house as Chick anymore. And they just look at each other and he goes, okay. 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 Um, FP is going to be cool with this. 
but that's going to cause Alice and FP to have to interact more, and we're going to get more fleshing out of what the fuck's going on there. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. That's going to happen. So, at the Andrew's house, and Mary's laughing, and she's happy, and Archie's like, what's going on? Mary says, you know, your pal Hiram Lodge called, and he's letting your dad out of his contract. Uh, and Fred's just like, I never doubted your mom for a second. I knew she'd do it. <laughs> and Archie's just like, like that's... Whoa. He, he tries to act surprised. That's great. Yeah. And uh, Mary cuts in, you know, I'm going to stick around for a while, and I'm going to help your dad with more of his unfinished business. That contract was the last thing holding him back. And Archie's like making a question mark with his face. And Fred's like, I'm going to run for mayor against the lodges. Come what may. And we get a total Ferris Bueller pan in, smirk, cut to the next scene. It's a total John Hughes move. Yes, but I just, we need to pause for a minute to confirm again that I am a TV genius, that I called this shit. (laughs) I called this shit the second they had Primary Colors came out as a name for an episode. I was like, that's going to be election. Fred's going to be in an election. This is happening. Well, we didn't quite get an election. We knew there'd be some some election. There's not an election yet. There is a campaign. Okay, well, I said it was going to be in this episode, but I said Fred was going to be in the election. I'm taking a tenth of a point off of that Shut the fuck up! Just a little sliver. You're such a dick. (laughs) God! I don't even get to do that. You make the rules. It's true. I'm a TV genius. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) All right. Yes, we're at Thistle House now, and Tony has rung the doorbell. Um, hi, Mrs. Blossom. I'm looking for Cheryl. She wasn't at the hospital with her nana. Oh, that's right. She's not here. She's in a boarding school in Switzerland. Oh, girl. She left last night. Oh, girls. Ugh. Yeah, she said that. And Tony's like, um, Mrs. Blossom, that doesn't make any sense. Don't come here again. Slam. Slam the door. So now we get the thing that was kind of spoiled on the internet, but still freaking awesome. There's a medical tray coming down a hall. And a nurse. And... Crosses? We- and we go to a room, and it's Cheryl in pigtails, looking very juvenile. Almost no makeup. Yeah, almost none. And we are at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yep. And a sister Woodhouse comes in, and she says, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to rid you of all those naughty demons, the ones making you think such awful, and Cheryl's unnatural like, thoughts. Cheryl's thinking she's going to actually get some help, and then she realizes, oh, fuck. Today you must rest as she's pulling out a syringe. Tomorrow, the real work, the conversion begins, and we hear some sobbing and some screaming, and they shut the door to her cell. Riverdale. Conversion? Yeah, yeah conversion therapy. They're, yeah, they're going to go there. Whoa. Which I'm okay with. I'm okay with. Um, they've already established that Cheryl's mom is super against this. Her family needs a reason to get rid of her somehow. And, of course, they would send her off to a place like Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which we kind of knew was not an up-and-up organization to begin with. So this is going to be, like, a new crusade. It's it's a new storyline of let's take down these evil people for the kids. That's that's a hell of a rough way to end the episode. Yeah, it is. It's like being on a really fun roller coaster, and then right at the end, you come down a hill and slam into a brick wall. Yeah, but not, like, in a bad way. Like, oh, shit. Like, okay, so we have all these pieces have moved, a lot of stuff has happened this episode, and now we get, oh, fuck. So I really hope that the next episode they pick up and there's more of that. Like, it's not, um, I don't necessarily need to see her in 
uh, the asylum. That's what I'm calling it. The asylum, whatever. But I, I, I'm excited to see the other characters be like, where the fuck is Cheryl? We have to figure out where they sent her. Like, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that, like, Scooby story. Well, there's one simple way to figure that out. All right. It's that time again. <laughs> uh if you don't want to hear us talk about the next time on, you can cut out now. There's going to be some music playing, and then when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna have just watched the next time on video and talk about any spoilers we may know for the rest of the season. Uh, and because we haven't done it in a while, hashtag justice for Ethel. Hell yeah. Okay, so it looks like we are going to get some more Cheryl in the asylum, uh-huh. which is cool. Um, it also kind of looks like we're going to get Cheryl out, maybe? No, but I don't know. I don't think where she's going to get out unless it's like the very end of the episode. But Tony's going to go on this mystery adventure and she's going to bring Veronica and Josie with her, which is a good team. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, they're definitely going to talk to Penelope. We see that. Uh, we see Veronica in a team Varchi shirt so i bet you she's pulling archie in to be her running mate now that betty's pulled out so it's literally going to be team varchi versus team bughead oh yeah i hate it but love it at the same time oh it's great it's it's great it's great tv Uh uh-huh mary's sticking around she's yelling at archie i don't know who you've become josie's gonna find out about all the fucked up shit yeah she's gonna find out about cheryl being her secret admirer her from last last half of the season and the weird ass obsessive stuff yeah that makes sense like i could see josie never knowing about that yeah well and josie getting freaked out by it yeah a little bit but i also think that i really hope it becomes tony's able to advocate for cheryl in that way and being like she's been so repressed by her family she didn't know how to express her appreciation for you and it turned into this weird infatuation because that, that is what that was. True. I think what it really is is Penelope's trying to get ammunition to use against Cheryl. Oh, for sure. And it's going to wind yes. up backfiring. But Josie's probably going to stay out of it because of that. Because she's going to be too weirded out. I, I Again, I hope that Tony's kind of able to see through that and advocate for Cheryl a little I do, bit. I just think it's going to be later. I don't think it's going to be this episode. True. And I, I have a feeling... That okay, so Betty and Veronica are going to be on the outs, but I feel like once they figure out that it might be the si- Sisters of Quiet Mercy, that that's gonna that's gonna kind of help repair Betty and Veronica because they're gonna have to go. They're gonna need more information about the place from Betty because she's been there. Yeah, and then Betty's also gonna be like, "What the fuck happened with my brother?" Yeah, at that place because they know it. It's all it's a whole big giant mess. Mm-hmm. And then what'd you do to my sister while she was here and all that stuff? So it'll be interesting. And then and then on top of all this, mm-hmm. they found the fucking car. Yeah, Alice calls FP and says they found it. They found the car, and FP's like everybody act normal. And Chick's just staring at the television, going like, "A la Poltergeist." Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Yeah, because see, I don't. I think Chick's DNA will be in that car because I think he's been in that car with Shady Man before. Of course. I mean, we don't we don't know. We have we, no we, idea. We really don't. We just know that. I mean, regardless of whether or not he's got physical ties to the mm-hmm. evidence, doesn't matter. He's still going to be freaked out by it. Yeah. Um. But I think 
Yeah, Alice and FP are going to be interacting more. Oh, in this episode for sure. Maybe not in a direct tie. And then there's so much like rear window, everything's dark. Alice is trying to warn everybody of stuff. Yeah, and she I almost... tells somebody don't come home. She's telling Betty not to come home. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's because Chick is going psychotic. Yeah, there's some psychotic break going on. Mm-hmm. Alice just knows, like, I, I got to protect you. Yeah. I don't know. Chick could end up dead this season. We'll be okay with that. What if Alice ended up dead? No, they're not going to kill Alice. She's one of everybody's favorite characters. I hope not, but other shows have done it to great effect. No, not in this show. That wouldn't work well. If they wanted to kill somebody and make us to make us feel something, they would have killed Fred. Yeah. Like, and I'm fine with killing people off to like force an emotion, but it hasn't. It's not earned yet. What about FP? No. I mean, they could, they could theoretically. I could see him sacrificing himself yeah. and like taking the the quote unquote bullet for something, but that would be end of the season. It's not going to happen next episode. No. No. Which we believe next episode is our last one before we get a two week hiatus before the musical episode. Because that's I, supposed to be episode 18. Except that IMDb now has apparently changed all of that on its thing. So, well, who knows? I've been checking them pretty regularly, and it seems like the consensus is like a lot of the performers and the writers have consistently said that the musical episode, which is episode 18, A Night to Remember, will be airing on April 18th. Which would mean we'd have episode 17 next week, and then we'd have two weeks off. And then, then they're just going to go straight through to the end. That makes sense, and IMDb is not the authority on air dates. I know. Just get y'all shit together and just tell us. Yeah, just stop with these hiatuses. They're working against you. Because I'm like, oh, I don't care. You had a really good episode. But then I have episode. a lot of fun with these episodes. I'm having so much fun. I love it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know any more casting news. Season three still hasn't been updated. It hasn't been renewed. We're not going to know anything about that till this is over. Till uh, this whole slog is done. I don't know. But yeah, CW hasn't renewed anything yet for next season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, you know, they're basically creative director is real busy promoting a movie right now. So. All right. Until next time, guys. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.